Hey, team, tonight we got a fun one all the way from the East Coast. We're talking about the CFL, the Canadian Football League. We have a call-in that's going to address that. Did you know that New Brunswick has United States of America presidential connections? And last but not least, I want to get into America's Got Talent. And is that really reality TV? That's the show for tonight. Let's get into it. Okay, first things first. So I'm right on the Bay of Fundy, and today we're trying to figure out what are we going to do before the rest of my family gets into New Brunswick. And someone suggests that we go visit Franklin D. Roosevelt's summer cottage on some crazy island in New Brunswick. And I was like, what? Like the president of the United States had a cottage in New Brunswick? Question mark. And so I said, yeah, let's go visit that place. And sure enough, we drive for about, well, it was supposed to be like 45 minutes, but with a kid, it ended up being about an hour and a half. And we get to this crazy island that is full of like these mansions and this summer cottage. And this is Franklin's Roosevelt summer cottage. There's there's a croquet set up on the front lawn. 18 bedrooms in this place. It is the craziest, most surreal experience that hey, here in little old New Brunswick is the president. And you would you you can't imagine what this place looked like because it actually didn't ama- didn't look like the mansion you're probably thinking about. Like 18 bedrooms, like that's a lot, right? Yeah, but it was like a summer cottage. Imagine like a summer camp, but a little step up from that. And that's what it was. Like it was almost like a glorified dorm room with a little bit nicer. And there, some funny things they told me was uh, Roosevelt's wife, Eleanor, used to call down the beach, which was probably about 500 meters down to the beach with this massive like five foot megaphone. And she'd just belt out the out the, laun- the laundry, the dining room window. Hey, it's summertime, time, time. And I think that's kind of funny. Again, there's a lot of old things there, like old irons, old washboards. But I just thought, you know what? There's a lot in this country we do not know about. And it's worth exploring. So if you ever get a chance to be in New Brunswick, one, it's beautiful. Two, really nice people. And three, the president. Okay, up next, I got a call from Mike. And if you're not listening to Mike's station and you're a sports lover... You got to check it out. It's probably, I think, easily the best produced sports podcast on Anchor out there. Talks about NFL, talks about NBA. He ignores hockey, and we can't blame him because he's not from Canada. Uh, But give him a ring. He called into my station wondering about the CFL, and here it is. Hey, Greg. How's it going, man? I hope you... uh Hope you enjoyed your flight over to Toronto. Just wanted to say I uh, love your station. Love the fact that you've called into my station twice. Appreciate it. So uh, I'm going to throw it back at you. Uh, here's my question. You said you're from Canada. You've called in uh, to my station and commented about the NFL and the NBA, which is great. So I have a question. You know, right before the NFL season starts or a few months before maybe, I get my football fix from the CFL, right? The Canadian Football League, which I think is fascinating. It doesn't get a lot of attention here in the United States. A lot of people don't pay attention to it. I actually really like it. I don't necessarily have a favorite team. I'm not even going to say that I follow it consistently. But if it's on, and if it's the middle of the night, I'll watch it. I like the rule differentiations. I like the team names. I think if I had to root for a team, it'd be the Alouettes. My question is, does anyone in Canada care about the CFL? Talk to you later, man. Great call-in and also great question. Does everyone in Canada love the CFL? Very hard to answer. Like We've got a massive country, huge in scope. And so to get everyone involved in something other than hockey seems to be a lot of work. Now, I agree with you that the game it can be a lot of fun. 
right? Like two downs is a lot of fun, more passing, even though the NFL has kind of moved to that kind of game in the past few years. I want to say kind of, Mike. If you live in Saskatchewan and Manitoba where there's not a lot going on, yeah, people love this, the CFL. In fact, it's more of a West, a Western thing than it is uh, on the East Coast. But you mentioned that you love the Alouettes, and they, they've been great. Uh, no one goes to the Toronto Argonauts game. And that's one of the biggest problems is that on the, on the big cities in Vancouver and Toronto, like, they can't sell the game. People are more concerned about the NFL and the MLB and the NHL and that sort of thing. So it's it's a difficult sport to quantify in terms of how many people love it. I want to say, yeah, like it is a part of our heritage and we do enjoy it. One of the things kind of like being like a, a stinker on the league is the referees. Like we have really bad offici- officiating and it costs people all the time. In fact, it costs a woman some sort of sweepstakes contest, a million bucks the other day. But in, in terms of the CFL and how it's appreciated here, I want to say yes and no, a little bit. If you come to Saskatchewan, where I'm from, it's the biggest thing going, but it's also the only professional sports franchise in our province. And so that's why. So I want to say five and a half, six out of ten. Am I right? Am I wrong? Let me know. Okay, my last take for tonight is America's Got Talent. So we're sitting on the ferry going to some island again today and there's this cool song on radio disney by this girl who kind of sounds like those those girls that sing on nashville you know the, the young ones that do like the covers with the cups and they're really good well my wife looks it up and it's actually not it's not them at all it's this other girl who we've never heard of before but when you google her name she comes up on america's got talent so we're watching america's got talent here in the ferry and this girl is stunning like she's I don't know, probably 12 years old, and people say, like, hey, do your friends know you sing? And she's like, no, they don't. She writes an original song. She she sweeps the hearts of everyone watching. She gets, uh, she press, they press the X button, which is a big deal. She goes to the live show. I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, it was, it was fantastic. But then I got thinking about America's Got Talent and the show. And I don't watch the show, but I see highlights on Facebook that people share. And every single one is like that. Every single one that I see is like this amazing performance that just pulls on your heartstrings, right? But this is supposed to be reality TV. And isn't reality TV supposed to be kind of like, hey, we have no idea? Like in this one, I've got I've got Simon Cowell, who's supposed to be like the grumpiest guy in the world, telling this little girl she's the next Taylor Swift. Which got me thinking, like, they have to know at least a little bit, right? Because I always come back to power and money and how these things drive what we see. And so Simon and all the judges have to know this, this little girl has something to give them so that they can put on a show. Because they're not, they can't be that good in reacting all the time. right? There's just too much on the line. The same way where if you're casting a show like Big Brother or Survivor, you pick people that are wild because you know that they pay off in the end in terms of, in terms of and we talked about this before, but in terms of like entertainment value. So somewhere down the road, and maybe you guys have heard this before, somewhere down the road, these judges have some sort of clue on how to act for each one because they set it up and they knock it out of the park every time, and it's not reality TV, which bugs me, but you know what? I love it so much that I'm still going to watch those Facebook highlights. Having a blast out here on the East Coast. Tomorrow, I don't know what it brings. San Andrews, if you've ever been there. Uh, lots of tide coming in and out. Hummingbirds, that's the place. If you've never been here, check it out. I was just telling my friend Justin, you can buy a seven-bedroom, 5,000-square-foot mansion that is actually called the Blair Mansion here in town. Guess how much? $289,000. 
I hope your jaw is dropping because this is the place where you want to move to retire. Anyway, that's the show for today. Feel free to call in 100 Days of Anchor. I think I'm like 15 days straight. It's happening. We're doing it, and we're back tomorrow.